having to need in a uh, in a euphoric experience in mm. order to ex experience the presence of God. I think yeah. the way to overcome that is number one to understand deeply that truth is not dictated by whether we feel something or not i want you to know god and make god know yeah no that's that's good because i think that to me the way i see it is that worship is a beautiful canvas that has different sides to it you know you have your much more contemplative more inner looking silent moments in worship and then yeah. there are moments in scripture like the psalms where you give a shout of praise and right. and then you know there's so it there's you know it's it's actually kind of dangerous and and let me know if i'm incorrect or not but if i'm going to be really honest with you in my years pastoring a, a church i am much more of an expressive worshiper that's mm -hmm. that's just that's just who i am and <laughs> i think i fell into the danger if i'm going to be honest with you to say that if i am an expressive type of worshiper then someone who looks different on how they worship is not really right. worshiping because they're not worshiping the same way that I would worship, right? And a mm -hmm. lot of the times, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, I would get really discouraged because I would see someone just very contemplative, looking inner, in, inside, and just silent, not mm -hmm. realizing that they're probably worshiping too you know at the end right. of the day and you know it's kind of for me it was this sense of of judgment or my sense of projection as well and obviously mm -hmm. i had to repent of that to the lord and because mm -hmm. you know he he showed me there is there is genuinely different sides of worship but the point is the the person needs to be worshiping period you know right have right. you fell into that have you have you ever fell into that trap and what are your thoughts yeah. on that yeah that's absolutely a, a good point i have not seen that but it's that's the thing worship is a personal um relationship that you show with with god with the lord that you're worshiping mm. so it, it depends it literally to individual to individual the way they they worship so if you're an outward expression you know like outward expression then good for you and if, if the other person is you know yeah. Just a slow, mellow, and then, you know, keep everything to himself or herself. That's absolutely okay. You know what I mean? So when you point that out, I'll actually, yeah. that's an opening for me too. You know, it's, it's personally, I don't, you know, I don't have to expect the other person to express their um, worship to the Lord the way I wanted them to yeah. express it. So that's absolutely a good point. And when I was talking about that as well, I was just talking from my point of view, I was not talking from from uh, the yeah. congregation. You know what I mean. So, what are they expecting as well from, from yes. the worship? What do what do they need? You know, they they might mm. come from a broken house. They might come from a broken relationship. They might come from very uh, other individual mm. problems. Or anything, but mm. it, 
it depends on them as well. It's, it's, I just feel like I, you know, I'm just correcting myself. It's, I'm just projecting my thought of, you know, my thought processing, what I think about the congregation, but yeah. also as a congregation, what do they expect from us? You know, what do, what are they looking for? Are they looking for, you know, only worshiping or do, do they have to repent? Are we also singing about a, a song about repentance? Are we also singing about the Holy Spirit to change mm, them? Wow. So I think, obviously, we're going to touch on that later on, but we we can't make everyone happy as a worship leader, but at, at least we have yeah. to follow mm. the leadings of the Holy Spirit, I guess. And and I'm sure the Holy Spirit is is there to guide us, you know what I mean? Because he's already here with us, in us, actually, yeah. dinner, to tell us or to give us guidance on how to lead the church because the church is Christ. It's, it's not ours. It's Christ's. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. It's great. Good. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I don't. I hope I could form this question correctly. But where do you draw the line between, especially as a leader, right, mm -hmm. of a congregation? Yeah, and whatever capacity or form that may be. Where do, where do you draw the line between making people happy and trying to accommodate people mm. and also trying to get them, well, in essence, trying to challenge them to grow in their experience of whether it be worship, whether it be, you know, following the Lord in the way that he instructs for us to follow him in the scripture. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, where do you draw oh, the line? Like, can Absolutely. we accommodate way too much to the point that we, we please people for the sake of just pleasing them or yeah. really following the, the instructions and the details of scripture to challenge them to grow of course, with the goal of deeper intimacy with, with the Lord. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's a banquet. It's really nice. There has to be a clear line uh, <laughs> in the way that yeah. you worship. Honestly, the people want you to just sing the things that they want you to sing. You know what I mean? But the songs that you pick mm -hmm. or the songs that you are going to sing, it has to be based off of the scriptures, right? We're not like a mm -hmm. secular where we can just sing whatever it feels like singing. This is a scripture, right? So there has to be a line where you're like, okay, I'm not singing that because it's it's not according to the Bible. It's not according to the word of God, right? So there, for per, for me personally, I I am really picky when I pick songs, just because I want to please the the, mm. the congregation. I don't I don't just sing whatever, mm. right? So I think as a worship leader, we have to be picky on the songs that we sing or that on the songs that we try we're trying to bring to the congregation with you know what i mean because it's i think when you're on the platform when you have the platform there's a lot of people that look up to you so when you sing mm. i feel like it has to, your song has to lead the whole congregation to christ it has to point to jesus it, it jesus has to be wow. magnified right so Paul was mentioning, you know, in, in Galatians, he was saying, I, I, I'm not here to please anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to please God, right? I, I'm, I'm not, I'm rephrasing it. 
But we find the idea of Paul mentioning that he is he, he's there because he wants to please God, not to please uh, other, you know, of other parts of the church. Right. So also that falls back to also worshiping. We cannot please or over accommodate mm -hmm. the congregation to just make them feel happy or make make them feel good. It has to be based mm -hmm. off of the scripture. It has to be a sound uh, song, obviously. And also, I, I would like to mention wow. this to the church as well, to the church leaders, the pastors, that they have the way they, they, they preach, mm. the way they teach their congregation. It has to be a sound theology, in my opinion. Unless mm. the teachers are teaching the right doctrine, the right scriptures, the congregation or the people that we are ministering to or the, the people that we are mm. singing with, are going to be falling behind and they don't know where, where, how to worship and they don't know where to go. They don't know, you know, the things that we are saying, you know what I mean? So I feel like it has to be one, a sound theology that the preachers or teachers are teaching their, their church. Mm -hmm. Or two, you, there has to be a, a clear line as to what songs we are singing. And is this, is this according to the Bible? Just because it sounds good, just because people love it, it doesn't mean that, it's acceptable to God, right? So it's. I think there's there has to be wow. a distinction between the scriptures and the the, the the emotions that build up inside of ourselves, right? So I I, I highly believe oh that's so good, Danny. Line, yeah, yeah. That that's so good because you're you're making me think now. Because have you ever ran into this issue? I know I have on a personal level and glory to the Lord. I I've definitely seen the Lord teach me how to cultivate a, a culture of worship in, mm -hmm. in me and, and, you know, in really in the people that I was, you know, once leading at, at the church, but this idea of, I need to feel something in order to worship mm. or I need to have a certain emotion for me to get into an atmosphere of worship. Mm. I have thoughts on that, mm. but it, it kind of triggered me when you were talking about, you know, sound doctrine, emotions and feelings what do you say? What do you say to that person that says, you know, I need to feel something in order to get into a spirit of worship or in order to worship God? Yeah, that's absolutely a good question. Um, emotion is good. You know, you're human, so you have to feel something mm. when you're doing something, right? So mm. we're, our soul is made up of three things, right? Emotions, knowledge, and what's the other one? I forgot. But emotion is one of our will. Of our, yeah, emotions, will. mind, and well right so emotion is is part of our humanity that this part of our entity right mm -hmm. you have you, you, emotion is good you can feel the holy spirit you can feel the holy spirit touch you and change you and emotions are and feelings are one thing to to detect the presence of the lord but as also mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm -hmm. can't you can't intertwine emotions with the presence of the lord you know it, it's it might be the music that is making you emotional, but not the spirit, right? You're not connected to the spirit, but it, you're emotionally 
drown with the music that is going on on the stage, right? And when you leave the, the house, when you leave the, the building, you're, you're still empty, right? What's going on, everybody? My name is Samuel Tekka, and I am so excited and thrilled to announce that my course, A Meaningful Life, is out and available now. If you're a person that lacks confidence and also clarity in what your God-given meaning is and also have a hard time identifying what you love to do, which creates this sense and anxiety that we're not making a difference where we are in the world, this course is for you. I've created this so that I want to equip Christians to live out their God-given meaning, to identify what they love to do, and ultimately make a difference where they are. So for more information on that, I want you to go to samuelteca.ca slash courses, and I want you to live a meaningful life. Now back to the podcast. So you sit back and think, what just happened, right? And then you will see, oh, okay, I was just emotionally built up, but it's not the spirit that was touching me or tra transforming me. Because if the spirit of wow. the Lord is there, mm. there will be liberty, there will be freedom, and there will be a deliverance, right? So we really have to, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm big on emotions. I express my emotions when I sing, but I, I just want to make sure that I am connecting to the spirit and I'm allowing the spirit to talk to me or change me or if, if there's anything that the spirit wow. is trying to take away, I have to be able to give that up to, to him, right? So anybody, mm. anybody come to, this, to the church, especially nowadays, because the music is beautiful and it's, it's relatable. The words that we're saying is relatable. We can, anybody who's not even a, a, a newborn Christian or who's not even a newborn uh, person, can, can, you can find him crying. Or maybe you can find him enjoying the music mm. and still get back to mm. the old life that he or she has, right? So it's wow. more of an emotional connection that the person had on the stage. And then when he leaves the house, he's just the same person. You know what I mean? So the, the fruit wow. has to show mm. when you're connecting to the, the, to the spirit, I would say. So emotion is good. I'm, a, I'm big on emotions, but emotion has to connect with the spirit and it has to be personal and it has to bear fruit. I think that's, that's the main idea, I guess. What do you think? Wow. No, that's incredible. <laughs> no, no. I, I 100% agree with you because number one, you are right. God made us with emotions and the, the way that, we could really overcome this battle that we have with having to having to need in a uh, in a euphoric experience in mm. order to ex experience the presence of God. I think yeah. the way to overcome that is number one to understand deeply that truth is not dictated by whether we feel something or not. Right. Right. And, yes. and I think that's just, that's just so critical to understand mm. truth. God's truth is not wavered. It's not determined whether, you know, again, we feel something or not, but it's mm. just simply the fact that it's true. And what I've, 
come to understand in, in my personal journey walking with the Lord is that the more I started to understand the truth and have the truth be deeply rooted within me, the more I experienced the presence of God. And it's the mm. idea that theology informed my worship, yeah. right? Proper yeah. sound theology informed my worship. And so whether the worship leader sounds good or not, or whether the sound is not to my liking, yeah. my worship is not connected to how great the sound is. And of course, yeah. there's, there's, there's excellence in and skill that even yeah. the Bible talks about. But what I'm specifically talking about is proper theology and to inform our worship. Right. So I think the moment I started to focus, just practically speaking, even like what I, as we were just, you know, worshiping, I was listening to the words and, and the sound theology yesterday at, at worship. Mm. And at the same time, what was happening was that I wasn't feeling anything necessarily, but my mm. eyes and my heart, my gaze and my focus started to fix more mm. on Jesus. And what wow. I noticed is the more I gave my attention to Jesus is the moment, actually the, the byproduct of that was the emotion, wow. which was incredible. That's and so, so that's what I'm starting to, to witness. And it's just to your point. It's like worship is about centering on, on Christ. Mm -hmm. It's on him. Right. And yeah. if whether the emotion comes, great. If it doesn't, yeah. it still doesn't that's dictate the truth. And, yeah. and that's really what it's all about. That's, that's really beautiful, the way you put it. Uh, one other thing I want to mention is when we worship, I think it's, it's in First Corinthians where Paul was saying, uh, I, I worship or I sing in spirit and I also sing in mind, right? So you, there mm. are people, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm singing in spirit, so don't touch me or, or you know, I'm just in, in the atmosphere. That's good. All right, thumbs up. But also, do you hear what the person is saying? Are you connecting? Is, is that confirming the scripture that you believed in? You know what I mean? It, yes. It's not only wow. the way it's that's out, so good. Right? You have to stay awake and, yeah. and listen to the words that is being, you know, sang about, right? So I believe that also falls back to worshiping wow. in spirit, so worshiping in mind. Be mindful that to the words that yeah. you are. Wow. So that's also another point that I want to stress upon. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you, Danny, for, for mentioning that, because I think that's going to help a lot of people, you know, I, especially young people, man. I, I think the world that we're in today really overemphasizes feelings and, and emotions, and there's a place for that, of course. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's important to understand that our, our theology really does inform our worship. And, and yeah. that's so important for people to know. And yeah. so really getting people to be rooted in truth, be rooted in who God is, what he's done for them, and, and the purpose that God has for their life. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's true worship. I want to ask you something else. Okay. 
is worship just singing or is worship more than that oh yeah absolutely when we were talking i wanted to be specific about worship songs or or, or singing worship yeah. can be yeah really broad <laughs> worship is not actually mainly about singing actually worship is a lifestyle right mm. worship is the way wow. you um mm. yourself higher power to the to, to the to God to the Lord right it's just submitting mm. and and giving yourself up surrendering a total surrender to God right so worship is not singing singing actually is the least yeah yeah but lifestyle it's the way you express mm. your life when you are alone in your room you know what I mean it's when you integrity worship wow. can be integrity and worship cannot does yes. not necessarily mean you have to sing you know, you can worship by giving. You can worship by doing any sort of thing that pleases the Lord, right? So yeah, it's, it's more yeah. of having a higher uh, power, having having God your 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 Lord, and submitting to Him in in full essence, mm. in full. Mm. So that's mainly worship. So singing can be like the least thing that you can do to worship. Of course, singing is part of worship, but worship is really really broad. So I'm I'm really focused yeah, on like it's lifestyle, how how I I outlive or out yeah I express the the Lord that I'm claiming to follow on the stage. So worship is is really broad in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah. No. I I I totally agree with you. Romans chapter twelve talks about how we're meant to be living sacrifices and. You know, in the Old Testament, when I think of a sacrifice, they didn't just burn part of the animal. Yeah. They yeah. burnt every part of the animal. And in the same way, our life is meant to reflect that. That worship is not just one part of our lives. It's every yes. part of our lives. And, you know... That's that's what it talks about when Paul says that we're we're living sacrifices. That this is genuinely our our spiritual worship onto the Lord. And so, I one hundred percent agree with you. I I asked you that because I think sometimes when someone hears the word worship, they immediately associate it with just singing, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's again going back to correct theology what it is in reality is our whole life, you know, our, our life of knowing God and, and ultimately to, to make him known, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. Yes. I, I have one last question for you and then you and I are gonna, we're going to move over to Patreon. Um, but, and it's going to be, it's going to be involving worship but also involving your own personal life as well. How mm -hmm. has worship changed the way you interact with life, with mm. your family, with, mm. with even your own identity? How has it affected mm. even the way you work at your job? How has it affected your relationships? How has worship really changed you on a level that it begins to permeate the rest of your life, Danny, please. Because, mm. because dude, when I, when I, okay, I have to say this, 
not a lot of people know, maybe sometime, maybe some people know, but obviously Mahrit and I invited you in our wedding and, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't know about you, but Mahrit and Noah knew about you and they said you were absolutely phenomenal. So I was like, okay, yeah. I can't wait to hear this cat, you know, like it's going to be great. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. And then you started worshiping <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Gosh. And here's the Come reason on. why I say this, Danny. Here, here's, the, here's the reason why I say this. I say this to say there is 100% a difference between singing and worshiping. Singing could probably move you and motivate you and give you chills and adrenaline and all that type of stuff. But worship <laughs> when you're leading someone, there's anointing. And when there's anointing, it points you to the person of Jesus, not to anything else, not from what you could get from him, not from the blessings of, you know, all that is, you know, in yeah. the world and all that. It points you genuinely to the person of the Lord. And so that's why I was like, oh my gosh, I love this guy and I love the way he worships because it's a byproduct of your personal cultivation of worship in you, in, in mm. who you are as a person. Mm. So I mm. say that, number one, to encourage you, but I also ask this question because I think this is the way that our lives should be set up whether it be mm. singing songs, worshiping songs, whether it's preaching the word, whether it's at our job or, you know, whether you're in the secular world in the corporate world, whatever it may be, clearly worship has permeated in you and through you. And I just want to ask you, how has it affected all of the, the rest of, you know, what you have in life? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Thank you. First of all, but it has drastically changed worship. It, it's just, I can't really explain it, but to just give you a little bit of what, like how I came up to this stage is one, I understood that I am loved and I am accepted mm. by, by the Lord, wow. right? So when I worship, it's not from a point of what are these people are going to say, it's more of what am I going to bring to the Lord, right? So when I'm worshiping, it's, it's when I'm just talking about like per, on the stage, but also I'll go back to my work and my personal um, yeah, life. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I, I let this song to minister to me before I'm, I bring it to the congregation into the Lord, right? So I make sure mm -hmm. that it changes. Me. I make sure that I am connected to the worship song or to the worship that I am um, singing with the, mm -hmm. with the, leading that's my the stage or the, the singing part but when on a personal level in my my family and workplace hey there, amazing listeners and viewers if you're enjoying my podcast so far i have some exciting news for you if you want even more exclusive content behind the scenes insights and extra perks then head over to my patreon right now by becoming a patron you'll unlock benefits like early access to episodes q a sessions with guests and special bonus episodes you won't find anywhere else your support on patreon helps me create the content you love and allows me to improve the show further so don't miss out on this opportunity 
opportunity to join my exclusive community. Visit the description down below where I provide all the details and direct links. Your support means the world to me. But now, let's get back to the episode. Thank you for being an awesome part of the journey. It just makes me relaxed and depend on the Lord. And whenever things go left, it just helps me remind that his goodness and mercy is still there, right? To catch me when I fall and to catch me when I lack and when I, even my shortcomings, right? So it just helps me to, to, to have my focus more on the Lord. Actually, this didn't actually start, you know, long time ago. It started during my college years. There, were, there was this, this pastor that, that used to teach us and he had a really sound, sound doctrine and theology. And all he was and talking about is Jesus. And when he talks about, when he starts talking about Jesus, when he starts preaching about him, I get goosebumps. And it was really personal to me. And all the things that I was accustomed to as a religion, I just repented over those and then started following Christ on a personal level, right? So I think it's maybe eight, eight or nine years ago because... You know, growing up in a church and growing up as a as Christian and, you know, getting born into a Christian family, it just becomes a religion. And then, yeah, I, I go to church. Yeah, I worship. Yeah, I lead worship. But this intimacy started in my college years, right? It's it, I, I just started understanding because of that pastor that this Christianity that I, that I am following is not... A religion but it's a more of a lifestyle and a personal connection or relationship with the lord right so when i started understanding started my bible studying my my bible and reading scriptures it just reinforced that uh aspect of my life and that and my understanding about jesus and how he saved me i just went all the way back to salvation and the basics of christianity right and I really start to pick up on those and started making it my own, right? It's it's personal, right? Christianity is personal. It's you and God. N nobody else can live your life or have that connection with God for you, but it's you that is going to be accountable for it, right? So when I started understanding that aspect of, of the Bible and that aspect of scriptures, it's it, it everything starts making sense, <laughs> The things that we are preaching, the, th the things that we are singing started to make sense. And I'm like, whoa, this is real, right? This is actually real. It's it's not something that the pastors or other pastors trying to shove into my thoughts, but it's 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 really a personal connection. And I started believing that as a, as a new Christian, I started acting and having this relationship. I, I started being really susceptible and really um, sensitive to the spirit, right? So when I, you know, built out that kind of relationship with the Lord, everything, even when I'm not singing, even when I'm not on the stage, I started having that kind of reality for me. And that was really an eye opening from, from my personal experience. So when I go to work or even with my family, my wife, my, my, my son and everybody else around me, it's, it's, it, I, don't, I don't think it's fake. I, I think it's real. And I am, I think <laughs> I try to express this whenever I, wherever I go, you know, even if it's workplace, I, I try to keep, keep it that way. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm really a strong advocate towards having a really sound doctrine and understanding the Bible and having time, spending time with the Lord is really crucial. Whether you're a worship leader, whether you're just a, a member of the church, whether you do nothing, but you're a Christian, you need that connection. That's one thing I tell my my youth that I'm meeting in Boston, that I'm not I'm here to just be a, you know, a vessel for you to learn Christ, but I'm not here to, to have that connection for you to have connection with the Lord, right? So it has to be personal. It has to be one-on-one. I, I can't do it for you. I'm here to tell you, but I can't do it for you. You have to be able to do it for yourself, right? So when I started understanding that everything falls into place and everything makes sense to me, you know what I mean? So I started submitting and I, I started accepting the sovereignty of Christ. So I think that's the main the main thing I took on my personal worship life. I guess. But, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm, you know, flawless, but I'm saying this is my understanding about worship and lifestyle. And it's not it's not about this song. Songs can come last, but it's about your connection with the Lord and how you do him, how you understand him how you listen to him, how you submit to him, how you surrender yourself fully to him, right? So that's absolutely that I really try to remind myself, you know, every day <laughs> there is God and you are his follower and you need to surrender, right? But, you know, that's that's what I would like to say. Yeah, that's good, Danny. Thank you for that, honestly, because I think it's going to help a lot of people out especially for those that maybe don't feel like they're close to the Lord, to those that maybe struggle with the idea of worship and it mm. not being just a song, but being our whole entire lives. And what I'm mm. learning from this and what I'm getting from you, and especially out of just this whole conversation, and we could probably go for longer, you and I, about this. Yeah. But what I'm getting is, number one, two it's two things. It's one that really get to know your Bible, really mm -hmm. get to know sound teaching and really get to know the person, the right, the, the person that is in scripture, the person whose name is Jesus Christ, like really get to know and have a proper understanding of mm -hmm who this Jesus is and what he has done for you. And mm. that will produce really a, a culture and a lifestyle of worship. And that doesn't just have to be singing. It's part mm. of it, but it's not everything. It's really in our entire lives. And also, right. secondly, I hear you saying like connection and intimacy with the Lord is important. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. Um, mm. You know, if we don't have that, you know, what else do we have? Truly, mm. I mean, nothing else, if I'm yeah. going to be honest. But Danny, thank you so much, man. Thank you Danny. for uh, joining this uh, podcast. We had a couple of technical difficulties, but you and I made it through by the grace of God. <laughs> so Danny, thank you, honestly, for, for taking your time to be here and chat with me and, and to also give value to people that are you know, listening to this. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm, I, I hope it's going to teach some, you know, one or two or anybody to to just 
understand the Lord and, and what you're doing is really amazing. I, I really love what you're doing. It's keep doing it, keep expanding the kingdom, the kingdom of God. So yeah. Thank, thanks, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, thanks guys for tuning into today's podcast. We're going to wrap it up here, but Danny and I are actually going to get into a deeper conversation about worship. We're going to talk about leading worship in a congregational setting, maintaining authenticity while not seeking the spotlight, uh, nurturing a genuine heart of worship and how to do that, and and so much more. And it's all going to be on Patreon. And so I'm going to encourage you guys to, to head over there if you guys want to check out that exclusive content. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in to today's podcast. And just like I say each and every single week, I want you to know God and to make God known. Ciao, guys. Hey, Samuel Tucker here again. I don't mean to bother you, but I just wanted to quickly remind you, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, what are you doing? Subscribe right now. And listen, if you're already subscribed and you want to be notified on when the videos come out, click the bell button on the top right-hand corner of the YouTube page. And listen, I'm also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you want to go check that out, check out the description down below. All right, guys, have a good day.